Welcome to the Unbreakable Woman podcast, where you will hear faith-based conversations with unbreakable women on health, parenting, relationships, business, and much more. We hope that you will grab a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever your drink of choice is, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us. Hello, and welcome to another the Unbreakable Woman podcast with myself, Megan, and my wonderful co-host, May. Hi, May. Hey, hey. How are you? You know, we are excited for another episode, so we are doing well. You? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah, we, 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 we had the intention of doing it every week, but you know how life comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of alters that sometimes but yeah. we are our heart is in this and we love this and yeah. I also think we you know we want to work for the Lord to direct us with subjects and topics sometimes like he has done with tonight's right yeah I agree and then with our topic tonight Megan I think that this kind of goes what you're saying goes along with what our topic is tonight so this is a dream of ours right doing a mm-hmm. podcast like this and Sometimes the pursuit could look a little different than what you want it to look like, right? Um, And even though it's our intention to do it every week, we're still pushing on, pushing through. We're not getting discouraged if we're not able to do it every week, but um, we just press in and we do it, you know, um, as the Holy Spirit leads us with, um, with, with topics, but also as our lives allow us to um, because mm-hmm. of your mom you're a business owner your wife you have a lot of things going on I have a lot of things going on and sometimes we don't get to do it as often as we want to but we are pressing in and we are pushing forward and by the grace of God you know we'll finally we'll eventually get to a place where we're able to do it more consistently but the mm-hmm. point is that we're pursuing it mm-hmm yeah so thanks for sticking with us everybody we love you guys and um we're encouraged every time one of you comes up to us to just say that that this podcast has blessed you so um we certainly appreciate you and we we want to bless you tonight with um it our episode tonight is called dream big and we want to talk a little bit about our dreams because sometimes we can just get weighed down with life and they can get pushed on the back burner. Or we may even have believed a lie that we're not worthy of our dreams and we're not worthy to pursue them and they'll yeah. never happen. So what's the point? Yeah. Right. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about when God puts a dream, you know, on your heart and what that looks like, pursuing it, timing. We're going to share a little bit about some of our dreams and the things, the challenges and the timing and things that have have come up for us personally too in the hopes that it'll inspire you and encourage you and and give you some motivation and know that you know you're not alone mm-hmm. and so um yeah but first of all before we get started let's talk about something that tried to break us this week because you know that the, the devil's always running around trying to do that so why don't you start <laughs> mate what's something that tried to break you this week you know, actually, my, this happened yesterday for me. Um, yesterday was an amazing day, amazing weekend, really. Um, Friday night, we had our women's event at church, Selah night, and it was just a night of worship. And 
Um, we had women who were testifying about some of the things that, you know, God brought them out and delivered them from. It was powerful, have had only, you know, really incredible testimonies that have come out of Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, yesterday, um, <clears throat> somebody came up to me and shared something with me that was um, very um, uh, disconcerting. <laughs> it's probably a stronger mm-hmm. word than that. Um but I'll just keep it at that. And it was one of those things that just like immediately just shot you down from your high. <laughs> and I, as they were sharing it with me, I'm like thinking to the Lord, I'm like, I'm like, what did I miss? Like, uh, like, what did I miss? You know, it's like the person just got something completely different, you know, from what the intention was um, at our event on Friday. And so I'm very thankful that they shared it, but at the end of the day, you know, um, God really did have to minister to me in it. And I'm glad that he did. Um, But even, you know, my response was me asking the Holy spirit, you know, Holy spirit. um, What, what do you want me to say? How do, how do I respond to this? And so he, he gave me, honestly the proper response and I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit who was our helper but yeah um but yeah but at the same time though you know I I as much as I knew what it was and the Holy Spirit showed me exactly what it was it still was one of those things that I woke up this morning feeling very um almost discouraged like you know and I had to fight that I had to fight that this morning and, um, and I did thank God, praise the Lord for his help and, um, and encouragement that he gave to me, but it was a, um, battle from, you know, yesterday afternoon, evening, this morning that I had to fight mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and I'm also thankful for, um, just, you know, just the Holy Spirit's encouragement and how he'll send people to just encourage you. And they don't even know how they're encouraging you or what you're going through, you know, and um, what you're feeling and to bring so many other people to share what God did and, um, and how he moved in their lives was totally the Lord, you know, just reinforcing what he did. And so, but, you know, at the end of the day though, um, I, I, I had to fight the lie, you know, and, um, Mm. and I did, and I, and I'm not, I'm no longer discouraged. This is all, this was all just, you know, yesterday and this morning, but Mm. I'm no longer discouraged. I'm encouraged and I know what the Lord did and I know what was going on. And so I'm, I'm thankful for God's wisdom and revelation. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's powerful. I mean, yeah, I, I I thought it was a great event, and um, I saw a lot of people get ministered to, and a lot of amazing feedback about it. So, but I know how that feels too. You know, especially when you pour your heart into something, and then you get that kind of feedback, um, that and that discouragement that comes. It, it really, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. And I don't think that feeling is obviously of God because it's it just pulls you down. It just weighs you down. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not like 
it's certainly not encouraging at, at, at all and um, it makes you not want to do anything. And, but at the same time, like what you did, which is great, it just made you press in harder. Yeah. You know, to, to overcome it. And um, that's ultimately the takeaway sometimes when we face discouragement, I find, is that, okay, well, we have to find a way around this. Yeah. How are we going to find a way around this? Yeah. We can either believe it or we can just keep pressing in, you know? I know I know how that feels. I've felt that many, many, many times. And it's actually stopped me in the past from doing so many things because of being discouraged and actually even believing a lie. Many times yeah. I've believed lies from the enemy about things that have tried to discourage me, to stop me from doing things on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I get confused and I don't know what to believe because I'm, I'm like, yeah, but this does doesn't sound like you, Lord. But this is, but the, but I'm not just counting this person. And then you, you know, and then you kind of. That's why it's really important not to, for us, as Christians, but as I mean, for anyone, you know, is is to not be concerned about pleasing people because it leads us down a road that yes is a ditch. It doesn't go anywhere. Yes. It's never going to, you can't please everybody. We can't please everybody. There's always going to be somebody who's disappointed who says, oh, we should have done it differently or, oh, you should have done it like this. That's life. I think as long as we're following the Holy Spirit and pressing in, right, and And hearing his wisdom and discernment, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, then we don't have to worry about looking to the left or to the right or what other people, one or two people have to say because, we're doing what the Lord says and we're not trying to please people. That's exactly right. And that's really what it is, Megan, is that Lord, did I do what you wanted me to do? And, and I mean, the whole week was fasting and praying for this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. myself and our, um, our, our Chica team mm-hmm. um, and others as well, mm-hmm. um, our ministry team. So seeking the Lord and and we have been seeking the Lord on this for months now you know and so at the end of the day the Lord said did you do what I asked you to do and I said yes I I did you know and um and so then you know he said then you need to learn to just be okay with what I have told you to do and Mm. not care about anyone else's responses anyone else's comments you need to just focus on what I asked you to do. And if you did that, and if you did that, then I'm pleased. And that's all that should matter is you pleasing me. And so that's it, you know, and that's, and honestly, that's what really ministered to me the most this morning in my time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I had to, and, and we have to be, and that's, that should be the end all be all. What God says is good is good period. And that goes for a lot of things. If he says, you know, um, when he made us and created us, and he made me with my looks, you with your looks, and he said it was good, then that's what we, that's the end of it. It doesn't matter. You, you mm-hmm. should, it shouldn't matter what you think about how he should have made you or created you, or maybe you should have given me a little bit more of this Lord, or a little bit more, or maybe take them a little bit off of hair, off of my hips or whatever the case might be. If he mm-hmm. said it was good, it needs mm-hmm. to be the end all be all. And so if he said what you have done is good, what you've, what he gave to you and you executed the vision and he said it was good, then you need to take that. And that's all that matters. People's opinions do not matter. Um, What people thought or somebody else, you know, had to say something that does not matter. All that Mm -hmm. matters is 
what he has to say. Amen. And I think that this is going to go really well with our topic today is it doesn't matter what people think about what you're doing if God told you to do something. But before we get to that, I want to ask you the same question. What tried to break you this week? Yeah, yeah. So good, May. That's so good. And and that's exactly the response that I had gotten to as well in those same things. And um, the Lord actually had to break that off of me just at the beginning of this year. He's like, who are you trying what are you trying to prove with this? Especially when I was coming up to finishing my book. Mm. And we had the same conversation as soon as I released my book, because when I released my book, I went under major, major spiritual attack, like major. And um, I don't don't think I've ever been in a war like that, a mental war like that before. The minute I went, sent it to editing, and then when I came back from Mexico and waiting for the cover, I'm like, I don't want to release this. I don't even want to finish. And then the day I like released it, oh, I got sick and I all of these things started happening to me and fear came in. Who's going to mm. read this book? I remember holding the first copy in my hand, opening it up and looking at it and being like, the wow. enemy was saying to me, you can't write. Look at you. You wow. can't write. Look at what you've written. Look at what you've written. I can't believe people are going to actually open this and read this. What you think that people are going to read this? And like, I believed it, May. I totally bit into the apple. Like, I totally bit the lie. I, I, I did, and I was terrified. But when I got that first, and it was quick. I, when I got that first piece of feedback, it was better than I could have imagined. Wow. People that even like even Leafa called me two days ago. She got the book on Friday at the at the event. Yeah. And she was like, Megan, thank God you can write. Because she's like, <laughs> look, I don't buy people's books. I don't read people's <laughs> books. But I picked up yours and I have to go out to an event. I started reading it and I want to keep reading it. And I have to stop. Yep. I have to go out. She's like, and I'm so grateful that you can write and I'm going to read this book. But more than that is just the feedback of people being like this, this book has has changed something in, in me. The testimonies, the the texts, the messages, the, the posts, all the stuff, all the encouragement was like, wow, Lord, this is what you did. And I yeah. know why the enemy came at me so hard. You know, one, I shared that that verse, Revelation 12, um, I think it's 12, 17, about, about the enemy coming after those who hold fast to their testimony about yeah. the dragon going after yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going after them because they hold fast. I'm like, mine, mine's held fast. Mine's in print and it's all across the world now. Yeah, You know, I got people who have bought it in Germany and in Australia, wow. in Canada, in England. I mean, it's, a, it, it's out there and it's in print forever, you know? So I'm like, what, a, what, why would I be surprised? I got to armor up here. I got to, I got to armor up here. That's amazing. And so that was the battle of the last four weeks. It's not something that tried to break me necessarily this week. It's something that's been trying to break me since the beginning of March. And praise God, I'm coming through it. And um, even so much so, like I was sharing at the event about at Chica, about the pain in my chest and being at the healing rooms and Donna praying for me and saying, hey, you've got unforgiveness. And I'm like, I don't have unforgiveness. And in my head, and the Lord's like, yes, you do. And it's somebody that's in your book. It's no coincidence wow. that this started the day that you released your book. It's somebody in, in your book you have not forgiven. And I was like, oh, you're right, Lord. You're wow. right. I swept over this. And so I released and repented and, and released that person. And um, 
the pain went away from my chest and it hasn't come back since. And that was on Wednesday. And I'd had it nonstop for four weeks. And Friday night, you know, Joan, Joan bringing those swords was such a word from the Lord. Like, I love how all of the speakers were all in alignment with what God was saying mm -hmm. specifically to them. And I think we all had this this war warrior rising up within us that wanted to, but we were like, should we, shouldn't we? But then when, you know, when we all started sharing, it was like, okay, I can see a theme yeah. going on here now. Yeah. You know, this warfare is not just happening to one of us, it's happening to all of us. Yes. And there's a reason for it. And so I had gone to bed that night with those bracelets on, those bracelets were both, I had two of them on, a blue and a purple one, tied yeah. around my wrist. And that night, Friday night, I, after I'd shared on stage about the unforgiveness, I didn't finish the rest of the story. The, the Lord led me somewhere else because I was like, Holy Spirit, just take the wheel here. You're talking, not me. So that was the way it went. But what happened Friday night was I, I dreamt about someone from my past died. And he was like somebody from like my past, you know, and, and, I, and he had someone else's parents in the dream. So I went to console them. They hadn't seen me in years. And I was just pouring out and they were so appreciative just sending them my condolences and then all of a sudden I'm on the phone with this person who I had this unforgiveness towards who I'd released and we were having a nice conversation and we were talking about getting together and and talking and, and pursuing this uh, like a friendship and just you know and so um not necessarily a friendship but just like moving it was a moving forward um, it was a movie. It was like, you know, how dreams are, they kind of don't always make sense, but it was a moving forward and it was a nice conversation and we were being nice to each other and amicable and, and just kind of moving forward. And anyways, I woke up in the morning and I go in the kitchen and I'm talking to Artif, my husband, and I'm like, was talking about the event. I'm like, yeah, and we have these sword bracelets and I pull out my arm from my, my, uh, my robe and I'm like, wait, where are they? Wow. And I go back to the bed. And they're in the bed, both of them. They were double knot tied bracelets. Wow. I don't know how they got off of my wrist because the sword was still perfectly tied on them. Yeah. Um, they're both in the bed. They had both broken off of my wrist. That's in the crazy. Night. Yeah. So, look, it might sound crazy, like, like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. But, I, look, I, I know the way that dreams work and I know how – no, no coincidence that we're talking about dreams tonight, that different kind of dreams, but the way the Lord works in dreams, even just, you know, dreams while we're sleeping and an interpretation of dreams. And that's all actually in the Bible. And so there was a breaking in the spirit. And it's weird because the time in the spiritual realm is different than physical time. So we can either hear a word sometimes and think, oh, this is happening right now, but it's happening now, but it's happening also simultaneously as you progress into the future and so on, right? And so when things are breaking off of us, it's not that it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, a breaking. Sometimes it's instant and it's done or it's a process of breaking. Yeah. And so I think that's what it's been kind of in the last week. Um, wow. And that was just like the icing on the cake, if you like, with the, with the sword at the end of the event to say, you know, it's finished kind of thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's done in that respect. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> wow, it is finished. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. So tonight's topic, you want to start? You want to start with, uh, well, we're talking about dreams. We're talking about our, our dreams and things that we want to 
And so do you start in this, this topic? Yeah. So our dreams. So God gives us dreams, right? And he puts dreams in our hearts um, that are things that he um, created us for and um, things that he knows that we would be happy and excited about and to, um, you know, we'd be excited to pursue those things. And when I think about dreams, the first person I think about, of course, in the Bible is Joseph, because if he had, you know, he had a dream that God gave to him and um, obviously he was excited about it, not fully knowing, you know, what the dream meant. And oftentimes when God first puts a dream in our heart, we don't always fully know what it means or how it's going to play out. And so Joseph didn't know how it was going to play out. And in fact, he was, he was excited about it, obviously, because he ran around telling everybody the dream, including his brothers and his brothers who already did not like him, um, got even more irritated with him, which led him down the path that he, he ended up in, which was um, being sold into slavery and then in prison and, you know, so on and so forth. If you don't know the story um, of Joseph, I believe, is that in Genesis? It's in Genesis somewhere, but you can do- totally Google it. And it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible because of I feel that we often all have Joseph moments where God gives you a dream. And oftentimes there are there is a period of time between the time he gives you the dream to seeing the fruition of that dream, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, Genesis not 37 even... to 50. 37 to 15, thank You're you. Right. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I think that in the meantime, in between, you know, the manifestation of that dream and when he gives you the dream, there's a process oftentimes. Um, mm. But um, what do we do in that meantime is probably a whole nother podcast but I called that meantime the Joseph moments, the Joseph seasons, which are not easy seasons usually because um, when you're waiting for a dream to be um, to, to come to life, it can be really hard. Um, I know I've I got went one of the things for me, my, part of my testimony is I didn't um, have a vision for my life before I got saved. And, and my life was just, my future just seemed really black. I, and I couldn't see, I couldn't see ahead. And, um, I think we talked about, um, our testimonies in past episodes, but when I, um, when God delivered me and he gave me a dream, he actually came to me in a dream. I mean, he showed me a Bible verse that was Mm. floating with a, with a, um, with some, with a, uh, it was opened up to a chapter in Psalm and he was reading it out loud to me. It was like this verbal, loud voice. And as I woke up, um, I couldn't shake it. And I finally had to go and find a Bible somewhere. And I was not, a, you know, I wasn't walking with the Lord. So I didn't even know where a Bible was in my house. And when I found it, um, my life has never been the same since that moment. And so the words like literally seemed like it was being read to me, just like in the dream audibly. And I, broke down on the ground, just crying uncontrollably. I thought I was like going to die from not being able to breathe. That's how much I was, I was, um, I was crying, but he was speaking life into me because of all there was, was death at that point. But anyway, so he did speak to me through a dream. And then after that, he gave me the verse Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope in the future, that verse. Right. And mm-hmm. um, to give me a hope, was giving me dreams and giving me vision of what to look forward to, which I never had before. I wasn't the kid who could see her future in going to college, you know, graduate. And I did all of those things, but it wasn't like something I had 
as a kid, you know, I, I never, I, I didn't have, I, I had nothing, you know, and especially when after life circumstances brought me to the end of myself, I definitely had nothing, but God, he gave me dreams and vision once he came into my life. And so, um, I, from the time I received dreams and vision, I would wake up excited every day, expecting for the Lord to, you know, I, I was expecting these things to come like tomorrow, you know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't quite work that way. And um, mm-hmm. after some time, you know, there's that verse in Proverbs 13, is it Proverbs 13, 12, I think. Um, <clears throat> if not, it's, it's, I can't remember fully what it is, but it's in Proverbs, but hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And yeah, so when hope is deferred, when a dream is deferred, I think another version says a dream. Yeah, deferred. you're right. 1312, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Yes. And so I know that sometimes when you're waiting for dreams to come to, um, it can, it can make your heart sick. It's like, God, when is this going to happen? I thought you said this was going to happen, but just holding fast to what the Lord has told you and, um, and being faithful with the vision by continuing Mm. to water it with prayer and thanksgiving and thanking him for what he's going to do. And it could be a year, it could be five years, it could be 10 years, but do you believe that you believe what God has told you to do? And I think that's the important thing. So Joseph, um, it was 17 years, was it 13 years or something? 13 years. Mm. Yes. 13 years before he saw the dream come to fruition. And so, you know, um, it went completely the opposite direction of what the dream <laughs> looked like, right? He, the dream was that his brothers were going to bow down to him, including his, his father and his brothers were all going to bow down to him. And, um, and I, and I, and I think it's funny that he was excited about a dream like that, but I'm sure, you know, being a young boy, just like not, you know, just, I don't even know what he thought it was going to be, but he was excited about something like that. But what did that dream mean? He knew it was something that was, meet that was a big deal right and so Mm -hmm. to then find himself a slave imprisoned like this looks nothing like what you told me god and so but yeah the bible the scriptures never they show him always having favor because he always had a good attitude you know and he always won favor with the king or whomever was overseeing him before he actually got out of prison and was put into the highest position of the land. And so all we see was him serving faithfully everywhere he was put, you know, whether he was serving Potiphar, you know, um, Potiphar put him second in command because you have to have a good attitude to be put second in command. When he was in prison, he was put second in command. You have to have a good attitude. He had a good attitude in prison. Right. And so what's our attitude as we're waiting for God to fulfill the dream. And I don't even think this is where we're trying to go with this conversation but um (laughs) um god puts dreams in no no it's good it's good (laughs) and um he puts a dream in our heart yeah Yeah. and so he puts a dream in our heart and i think that it's important for us to first of all seek the lord on god i believe you put this dream in my heart and once you know that you know that you know that he put that dream in your heart um then you have to be faithful to cultivate um faith, you know, faith in believing that God is going to do what he says he's going to do with mm-hmm. this dream. And then secondly is about the timing and seeking him for timing and being 
okay with God's timing on something. So with all of that being said, Megan, I know you have started, you've, you've, you've had dreams and you've started things, you started businesses. And in fact, you just, you just released your book, right? And so Mm -hmm. that was a dream of yours. And I know it took years even for that to come to fruition. And many things got in the way of that coming to fruition. Do you want to share a little bit about that dream of, of coming out with a book and some of the things that God had shown you and what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. That one was a, that, that book was a tough book to write. And, um, you know, I don't know if I shared this before, but the, the original vision for the book was how death can lead to life. How my father's death led me out of a very dangerous life, um, where it was heading when I lived in England, um, kind of in a very unhealthy relationship, surrounded by drugs and alcohol and working in nightclubs and, um, you know, dating somebody who was not faithful and who had a drug problem and that led me to do drugs because of it. And then, you know, my dad suddenly passed away and I won't give the book away because it's kind of how it starts, but the book's called Daughter of a Genius and um, it's my story um, how death, how my father's death led me to life. But when I got saved in, and I started this book in 2014, but when I got saved in 2018, the Lord said, you're right. Cause I would stop and start, stop and start, stop and start with this book. Always wanting to write down wisdom, but never having a full direction of where it was going. And then when I got saved, the Lord said to me, you're right. It is about how death can lead to life, but it's not really how you, yes, it's your dad, but it's not your dad. Mm. Uh, you know, it's how my death led to your life. And so he, he put this spin on the book and told me how to finish it. And I agreed to co-author the book with him. I was like, all right, Lord, I'm giving this <laughs> fully to you and you can write this book. So I would submit myself in prayer continually trying to get this book finished. And he kept, he, he almost kind of, well, he was disciplining me. So Times because there were a lot of changes that I made to the book over the years and things I removed because and that was actually part of the forgiveness key is like you we don't need to do that anymore you've gotten past that you've gotten over that you've gotten we don't need to talk about that we don't need that this is a right you know so there was a lot of re-going over things and and he he wanted to sharpen it ultimately so that it, it is what it is today and um, the book that I that I released and I had a hard time releasing it because I was really really questioning it but what made it easy was when the Lord said to me do you trust me or do you not trust me do you trust that I co-authored this book do you trust that I I told you that it was finished and that gave me so much peace anytime I questioned it he said he very clearly said to me do you trust me or do you not trust me I told you it was finished yeah and so I said you're right. And I, and that, and then I started to get these these wonderful messages from women who had read the book and been touched by it and changed by it. And um, some people were even saying it should be a movie. Um, and even men. And it's extremely encouraging. And I just give all the praise and the glory to the Lord because this book was extremely hard to birth. Mm. For many reasons because it was very painful to write because it, it, it there's a lot of heartbreak in the book but ultimately it leads to hope and that was the aim and the message for the book 
And that, that was my dream. That was my dream. My dream was to become an author, to write books, and I'm on a roll now. So I've got several um, several in the in the oven right now. One of them is called The Dopamine Decade, and it's about um, it's about dopamine in the brain, what it does, and how technology has influenced that, specifically social media and our cell phones and so on. And um, that one's a really fun one to, to write. It touches on AI and all that kind of stuff. And then I was sharing with you earlier. um, So I had a lot of messages, confirmation messages about writing. When I went to Mexico on the marriage retreat, Pastor Jenny Donnelly was talking to me and she was giving me a word and she said, Megan, keep writing. Mm. She said, you're going to write everything you hear from the Lord, you're going to write down. She doesn't know me at all. She was giving me amazing words from the Lord just keep writing, just keep writing, write down everything he tells you. She was like, love letters, love letters. They're they're going to be love letters between you. It was amazing. And then um, the other day, you know, Nice said the same thing. She said, when I came off the stage, actually, on, uh, on, on Friday, she said, Megan, keep writing keep writing and I keep getting these confirmations and and I have I write in my bible actually so when I read the bible in the morning I have the bible that has the notes on the side of it and I write specifically what the Lord is speaking to me Mm. and this morning as I'm writing and I've been doing it for a while so there's notes everywhere and um he's like this is this is the beginning of this is the beginning of the next book wow so I pull out my laptop and I'm like, all right, let's go. So I start writing and um, it's begun. So I, I don't know what amazing. This, where the next one's going yet, but um, I know that there's a lot of in, very important things that he wants me to talk on. And, you know, a lot of people too are like, this is just the beginning, right? <laughs> there's more. So I, it kind of has to be a continuation too, but not, it, not that the other book's not finished. It's just that I think when you read it, you get the idea. Yeah. So um honestly it's just one is being obedient to the lord in the ministry in the area that i believe he's calling me in which is writing prophetic writing but also i love it i really enjoy it you know i never thought i would write i like i wrote in my book i was like and my sister was the writer when i was younger she wrote so many but she wrote you know fictional novels and she was an incredible reader and all she she was a bookworm. All she did was read, read, read. She could read these massive books and finish them in one day. She was a speed reader. She's very talented. And I wish that I even said to her the other day, I'm like, you ever want to publish one of your books? You know, I'll help you. I'll help you do it. So, but it's just not something that I guess she wants to really pursue. So, and then when my dad, you know, he wrote four books when I took over his company back in 2012, and then when I got saved, even like the things that were coming up lately as I was coming up to finish the book, I'm like, yeah, wow, my dad wrote these books and blah, blah, blah. And the, the the verse that came to my mind that the Lord was speaking to me, he was like, you'll do greater things than that. And I was like, wow, because I always looked up to my dad. And that's why I call it Daughter of a Genius, because initially it was my dad was a quantum physicist. The genius was him. But then it was the Lord also put the spin on the book. I'm the genius and you're my daughter. And so um, it's really, really amazing what he did with that. But what he's speaking more so, it, how he speaks into our dreams in ways that we would only dare to imagine. I would never even think I would publish one book, let alone be working on one, two, three, th- four books, you know, you know, that I just believe is, 
and again this is just starting it's not finished like the last book took me six seven years I'm hoping that these ones don't take me so long <laughs> I don't believe they will but um he when we ask him to breathe on our dreams but he are he says to us dare to dream he says you will do greater things dare to dream dare to have a vision for the things that you want to do because he cares about us he loves us and we were just discussing this before we actually came on to record was you know the encouragement in the bible that it says i mean I, i'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures just right now about pursuing your dreams because sometimes we can start pursuing them and mm -hmm. then we can get off of track yeah. and then we lose hope. So I'm going to give you guys right now nine encouraging scripture verses about dreams that will hopefully encourage you to start pursuing your dreams again. The first one's Jeremiah 29, 11. We know this one. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Matthew 6, 33, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And this is the one that always sticks with me about, you know, he wants to give us the desires of his, of our heart. He, he wants to give us what's good for us. And the only way we can get that is by seeking him first. I've really, really come to learn that doing things, and we're going to talk about timing in a minute when I hand it back to you, where we, we want to do things in our timing, but that's that doesn't always work out so well for us. It's about trusting the Lord's timing. Yeah. So in Proverbs, it says 16, it's 16, three, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So I've fully submitted my books. I fully submit them to him and, and all the plans I have. Um, if I want them, if I want, if I have an even half a chance of, of them being a blessing to other people, which is my prayer for them, I need him to breathe all over them. I need him to, to, to make them come alive. I can't do it without him. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Joel yeah. 2.25, I repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locust and the young locust, the other locusts and the locust swarms, my great army that I sent yeah. among you. Um, Habuk, is it Habukuk? I can never say it right. Habukuk? Two. Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. That's powerful. Yes. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Proverbs 18, 16. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. Wow. 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 Last one. Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this. That he who began a great, a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Now I have to say, this last verse, Philippians 1.6, is the encouragement right here. Because when we start something and then we veer off course and then we don't go back to it, as I did with my book so many times, this is the promise right here. He's going to finish what he started. He's going to, especially right. if he birthed it. If it's That's something right. that the Lord has birthed, he will make sure that it, it will come back to you in the right timing. Mm -hmm. And so speaking of timing, let's let's talk a little bit about that because so many times I can speak, I'll be the first one to raise both my hands and be like, I was the most impulsive person ever and it did not end up well <laughs> because I wanted everything now, 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 now. And I couldn't be patient 
I couldn't wait for the beautiful thing that the Lord was going to bring forth, like a flower. Imagine a flower. It's like a flower's not ready when it's just coming out of the ground. It's not going to open up right then and there. We're not going to see that beautiful pink, you know, petals and, and everything right then and there. It's still growing. Mm-hmm. So it's like that seed has to grow. It has to grow. And then right at the right time, it opens and it blooms and it becomes this beautiful thing. And if we rush it, it, it's nothing. That's right. So why don't you take it over? Because I know you want to share some stuff about timing. Yeah, I think timing is very important. And to seek the Lord on the right timing, it's because, it, like you said, for me, I've definitely gotten ahead of God so many times. He shows me <laughs> something and I'm like, oh, yes, I love it. I'm excited. Right. And then, mm. um, I run up and I tell everybody about it. And then Mm. I'm doing all of these things and I'm running full speed ahead. And then next thing you know, I feel this, like the weight of it. I feel the weight of everything in life and there's just no grace. And I'm like, God, you told me to do this. And he's like, wait, you know, yeah, I told you to do this, but did I tell you to go? And then I look at the situation and I'm like, God is all the way back at, um, at a, and I'm at, and I'm at, you know, Z <laughs> or H, mm, but mm. God is way back at step A or mm. step one, you know? And it's like, man, then I have to do this walk back to, to the starting point, right. With him. And he never, he never told me it was now he gave me the vision and it's for me to now continue seeking him and praying about it and watering it, you know, with, with faith and with prayer and, and waiting on his timing. It's not for me to go out and make it happen in my own strength. And I totally would do this. I would try to make it happen in my own strength. And, you know, I, I, uh, I have a tendency to fall into self-reliance anyway. So that's like my, a tendency that I have to fight and, um, and God continues to work with me. And so, you know, you, you, you tell me something like that. So I'm like running ahead, you know, and fully relying on my abilities and what I think I know and all of that, but there's just no grace for that. And so it's important to rely on God and to wait on him for the proper timing um, to do something. And so, and I also recommend not even sharing things initially mm-hmm. with people because of, we can get excited. Like, look at what Joseph happened. Look what happened with Joseph. He shared the dream with his brothers and they got, you know, I mean, he just irritated them the more. And, um, mm-hmm. and God, like he said in that story, Joseph said, you know what you intended for evil, God turned into good. So God worked it all out, of course, but um, perhaps what, what would have happened if he just didn't go around, you know, doing all that. Maybe it would have happened. Maybe not. I don't know because they already did not like him but he didn't need to be sharing all of that business, right? That was between him and God. <clears throat> and I think that you have to use wisdom as to what you share with people. And then obviously wisdom as to when to take the next step. It's like you take a step as the Lord shows you, and then you let him do whatever he needs to do in that step. And then he'll tell you and he'll open up doors and it won't be in your, your own strength and ability. And it's always so much better when you wait on the Mm. Lord to do it. Like it's so much more beautiful. It's so much more easier. There's like an ease to it. There's peace with it. And he does it. I mean, you know, Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly and abundantly more than you can ever ask or think of or imagine. Don't you want Mm -hmm. that more than you want what you're able to do or what you think you're capable of doing or your abilities? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I've learned. It's like, I've done it in my own 
you know, in my own strength and um, in my own way, and I've done it God's way. And it's a thousand, I mean, it's a billion times better yeah. <laughs> when you wait it's on his, I mean, it's not even a thousand. It's like so much unexplainable, unexplainably much better than you could ever have done. And so <clears throat> God's timing is important when he gives you a vision. Um, I, I always recommend fasting and praying mm-hmm. and seeking his heart, getting scriptures to back up what he shared with you and, um, and just, you know, let him open up the doors and you'll know that, you know, that, you know, it's him. And it would be something that generally you couldn't have done in and of yourself. And so one of my dreams was starting a nonprofit. And so single moms at rock, um, I have a nonprofit for single moms. And, um, when I first started it, I did so many things out of, out of, out of (laughs) wrong timing. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, there was just no grace. I remember one time I was doing this event and I totally went ahead of God. And this was one of my biggest lessons um, and why I can share with you what I'm sharing with you today. And all of this is because of that was like a life lesson for me. And I almost got myself into a lot of trouble. I was booking the Weston Carolyn resort. So if you know what the wet, if you're familiar with the Weston brand, it's a, um, it's kind of like a higher end type of a hotel. Right. And so, especially to do an event at, it's not cheap. And so I was going to do this event and um, I entered into a contract with them and um, I was going to have all of these things and um, nothing was working out after I already entered into a contract with them. Nothing was working out and I was getting so frustrated and I was getting so angry and like, God, you told me to do that. And then one day I was sitting on the floor and he's like, no, I didn't tell you to do this. I gave you a vision, but I didn't tell you it was time to do it now it was this is not for now and you've been going so fast ahead of me that you have not been listening to my voice and Mm -hmm. it was true I was not listening to his voice I was why did I not pray before I signed such a huge contract and Mm -hmm. so long story short I came to the end where it was not going to work out this event was not going to happen and if you know anything about hotel resort contracts any hotel but especially no one like that like they don't play to come out of that contract is like 60 grand and um, I didn't have 60 mm-hmm. grand to be given them. And even if I did, I ain't trying to give it to them for an event that I did not have. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and I was, I was, I was stuck and I did not know what I was going to do, but God is so merciful and he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent me, I, I happened to have a friend and um, he was, he's in the golf industry. And um, when I told him about it, I don't even, I, to this day, I don't even know what he did and what he said to them, but they dropped it. And they were, you know, wanting, they were pressing me. I had so many emails from them and I was telling me that if I'm not doing this event, I need to pay this money. And I did not know what I was going to do. And he just took care of it. And um, I don't know what he did, but I know that it was almost like it was just an angel that went ahead of me and mm-hmm. God just took care of it. But it was such a big lesson for me. Don't get ahead of God. Wait on his timing. And um yeah, so that's what I have to say about, you know, God's timing. And his timing is always perfect. Mm-hmm. Um and when it's him, he just opens like I mean he just pushes open the door and you just walk right through. It was like it's like nothing. And so since then, you know, um I didn't even have my 501c3 at that time. Um, since then I I have fi- I filed for my 501c3 
I don't know, like five years ago, four years ago. I don't remember. No, it must've been like six years ago now. And, um, and I, a lot of times I hear that when you file for your 501c3, they usually send it back for some revision or some sort, you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, my sister did mine and, um, it went through like smooth sailing, like Mm. no revisions. It was just, it just passed, you know, Well, if Toph did it, then I'm not surprised. Yeah. She's amazing. Right. She's a missing trick. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's just passed. And then, then the next thing that we did, um, I got so many resources from the community and um, we were able to put on the next ev- an event, you know, in the community. And it was smaller than what I was imagining it. The first event that I told you guys about just now, um, mm. it was way smaller. But God then told me, don't despise the days of small beginnings. I didn't hear that the first time. I wanted big. I wanted, I saw the vision and I went for the yeah. big, you know, but <laughs> now that I was doing it God's way, he said, don't despise the days of small beginnings. And so I had to go small and I did a small community event and I did another small community event and, you know, just being faithful with that. And I just saw him so faithfully work in those little small events and how women were just so touched by the event, you know, and I was touched more, you know, than I feel like they were, I was blessed more than they were just by watching the whole thing and knowing that it was just all God and him working and how he provided the places for us to have the events at for free, you know, didn't have to even pay, come out of my pocket to pay for those places. But, you know, God's timing is perfect. And, um, and, and the vision will come to fruition, the vision that I have. um, And then you fast forward, you know, some years, this was probably about three years ago, three years ago or so. Um, this gal that I start, uh, that came to, um, uh, I used to have a, um, at a church, we started a single mom's ministry at the church that I used to go to. Um, and she used to come to that ministry and, um, she had moved and this is years ago. Yeah. I've been at my church now for like 13, 14 years, you know, it's years ago. Right. And so, um, she called me out of the blue a few years ago remembering how that ministry touched her back then. And she now had, she started her own single mom's ministry in um, Iowa and it's blown up. I mean, like it's a big deal. And she asked me to come speak at this event with 800 women and Mm. 800 single moms. And what she was doing is the vision that God gave me years before, years and years before. And here Mm. I am speaking at this event that God showed me that, you know, I would do one day and here I am speaking at it, 800 women. And it was such a massive operation in their, in their downtown convention center. And, um, and it was such a huge, um, incredible event. And these women were so ministered to that night and just seeing what God did that night. Um, and the women that came up to talk to me and just, it was just incredible, you know, and to just, Again, just waiting on God's timing and um, and just being faithful with where he has you is, is super critical. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's so good. That's so good. And I think that, that that really proves the point that we can't ever compare ourselves to anybody else's journey because we don't know what they went through or what it took to get to that point. We just see a finished product a lot of the time. We're like, oh, wow, this person's doing this. But we don't know what it took for that person to get to that point of doing that thing, you know? And so um, I just want to encourage people who, those of you that are listening, 
I know you have dreams. We all have dreams. Maybe you've forgotten about them. Maybe they've been buried. Maybe you think that it's too late. Maybe you think that the time has passed and it can never happen. But I encourage you to pray about it. Take it to the Lord in prayer. See what mm-hmm. he has to say about it. See if he see see if it is that or if it's something else. But it's never too late to pursue a dream. It's never too late to start your dreams. N- never. If we wake up in the morning, we're still alive. We're still breathing. We still have a purpose. We still have a plan. God still has a plan for our, our life. He's not finished with us yet. And so a lot of you, I feel like may, maybe you just gave up on your dreams and mm-hmm. said, you know what? Dreams are for dreamers, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. They're for dreamers. They're not for me. So I just, I invite you to kind of come out of agreement with that, whatever it is that was either spoken over you, maybe someone else said to you, that'll never happen. That's not for you. That's that's not going to happen. You can't do that. Maybe you believe the lie. We all, we've all believed a lie in our life. But when it comes to our dreams, God cares about us. Yeah. He cares about our happiness. He cares about the desires of our hearts. And it's not about making a ton of money. It's about pursuing something that fulfills us, that fills us up, that that gives back, that gives something. Is that, that that creative side of us that we all have that we want to do in this lifetime. And um, I know that there's many of you who who have given up. And so I want to be praying for you specifically. And maybe, you know, you can reach out to us too. If you know us through the church or you have us on social or whatever, you can reach out to us and we would love to pray for you to help you realize those dreams. Or maybe maybe you don't know what your dream is, right? Sometimes, Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we haven't realized that dream yet. We And we haven't connected the dots And so um, we'd love to pray for you, right? Yes. Yeah, we would love to pray for you. And, you know, if you feel like, um, if you feel like you don't have a vision or a dream, I want to encourage you to ask the Lord to give you one. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a um, dream giver and he loves to fulfill dreams and, um, and give vision. I mean, throughout the Bible, I mean, we see that, you know, so many of his people were given vision. And so he would love to give you one. And I just think that he wants you to just ask him and mm-hmm. ask and you shall receive. Right. And he will give one. I, I believe very much that he will give you a dream or a vision. Um, there's another verse that I think about, I think in Proverbs something, I don't know what, but um, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. And so vision really helps us to um, have purpose. And, um, and it also helps us to define how we live even. And so um, we live more intentionally when we have a God-given dream and vision for our lives. And so, That's so true. Um, ask him to give you one and ask him to give you ears. God's always speaking. So ask him to also give you ears to hear his voice and to have the faith to believe it when you hear it. It might be something bigger than you expected. And so it's easy to toss it out and say, oh yeah, that's not, that's not for me. That, that, that didn't, that was just my imagination. You know that God gave you your imagination. Mm. Your imagination's from God. And so that's why, by the way, when you have kids and they have big imagination, 
never shut it down because that could be their prophetic gifting. That could be the future innovation of some sort in the world one day. So Mm. God gave you your imagination. So don't just chop it up to that's just my imagination. Listen for the voice of God and believe him when you hear it. And then I just want to go back to that verse real quickly um, that you mentioned um, in Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk um, 2, 2. Yes. And that's one of my absolute, this is one of, I feel like I have a thousand life verses. So I'm just going to say this is one of my life verses, but, um, <clears throat> but it's such a, um, a key verse when we talk about these things. And I'm going to read a few, um, a few, uh, a verse before that one and verse after. So um, it says that I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. And mm-hmm. so um, he's waiting on the Lord to see what the Lord is going to say to him. And then it says on ver- in verse two, then the Lord, then he said to me, write my answer plainly. I actually probably want to read another version. I'm going to, let me bear with me real quickly. Um, yeah, I don't know what version this one is. It doesn't say, it doesn't, they didn't reference that, but this one, yeah, this one just says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Tell me again, the definition of a herald. And uh, that's a messenger. Messenger. Yes. And so, um, so this one says, let me see. I want to, I think I'm going to read out of the new King James version, um, yeah. yeah, you got to go to the original, it's the best. <laughs> yes, and Can't I used to only read the New King James Version, and then I moved into the NLT, which I like, but sometimes I feel like the New King James just, like, hits it for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I will stand on my watch, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it for the vision is yet an appointed time. But at the, but at the end, it will speak and it will not lie though. It tarries wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud and the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but he, but the just shall live by his faith. So um, it's basically saying that, Wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Seek the Lord. Wait mm-hmm. on him. Wait to see what he's going to say. And then when you hear what he's going to say, make sure to write it down. Mm-hmm. And then he says that because um, when you write it down, you're now now you're waiting to see it being fulfilled. Right. When it's written down, you heard from him and now you're waiting for that word to be fulfilled. And it says um, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. So there is a time for it to come to pass. And then it said, but at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. God is not a man that he should lie. When God speaks a word, he will answer and he will cause that thing to come to pass. And then it says, though it tarries, so though it might take some time, he Mm. says, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry because it's going to be in his perfect time. When he tells you he's going to do something in your life, he has an appointed time for it. So maybe you're waiting on a spouse. Maybe that's your dream. Maybe you're waiting on a child. Maybe that's your dream mm-hmm. to have a, to have children, you know, and it's maybe been some time and it's not happened yet. If he told you he's going to do it, though it tarries, just wait for it because it will surely come because he has that date circled on the calendar 
that it's supposed to happen and it will surely come to pass. He already has it written down on the calendar and it will come to pass. So just wait on the Lord, keep trusting him, keep keeping your faith, have good girlfriends and um, faith-filled friends around you that will continue Mm -hmm. to encourage you when you get weak and weary and um, your heart is sick from, um, from, from waiting, the hoping deferred, like we mentioned earlier, have some good people around you that can just encourage you as you are waiting on the Lord. But do know that the Lord is not a man that he should lie. The dream will come to pass. And another version says it will, you know, I think it calls it a dream in another version, but um, I wasn't planning on reading this until you actually shared that Megan. And so, um, so yes, God is faithful. That's a word word right there. That is, that's a word right there. Mm. That's power. That ministry and going I think that's really yeah, read it and really all the versions, the amplified version too. I'm trying to, yeah, the, I've read it in all the different versions, and each one just like hits it in different ways. But yeah, it's a powerful, great verse. Yeah, it is. Well, I hope everyone's encouraged. I hope that you feel more encouraged to pursue your dreams, pray about your dreams, and reach out to um, to someone who can maybe pray with you. And um, you yes. know, whether that's us or someone else, we would love to. We would we would love to. So. Yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Nothing else to add, but, you know, we're praying for you, Megan and I, and we appreciate our listeners that tune in to our podcast. Please share it with another girlfriend or a friend um, that you mm-hmm. feel could benefit from um, from listening to these podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. So thank you all. Yeah, we joke around because we're like, we're super low radar with our podcast. We don't share it with anybody. We don't even talk about it. And um, I don't know if we, if the Lord's going to tell us off of that or what, but we're just like, Lord, we'll just follow your direction. This is this started as kind of a dream, like a hobby. Yeah. We both one day were like, I, I really wanted to start a podcast. And he's like, yeah. I really want to start a podcast. Yeah. So we were like, let's do it. So that's how this was birthed. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of just something fun that we like to do and have these these conversations with unbreakable women which is you know our guests and so on we'll have more guests on soon um but we're just blessed by you listening blessed with people and any anybody that you think that it might minister to just share it with them share it with them yeah. and that's that's really what this is about it's it's to encourage and to edify and to build you all up and to share you know real life with you always the things that we are personally challenged with and faced with and we're super open and transparent about a lot of it because I think that you know someone can really find connection and there's vulnerability and weakness and so it it really that's how you connect with people we don't connect with people by saying hey look what I've done look at all my achievements and all this kind of stuff it's like no by being real it's like hey we're all in this thing called life together and it all hits us in different ways. But, you know, your challenge might be my strength and my weakness might be your your strength. And, and so we can kind of edify one another and, and, and build one another up and say, hey, this is what helped me. Yeah. And so that's kind of our hope in, in doing this, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, again, we thank you all. And until next time.